0: Ha <laughs> ha
1: Chad, that I
0: Ready? You have the cameras rolling?
2: is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304s so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy.
1: So, Jersey Judah, nighttime, it's a nighttime edition, it is Saturday night, and I'm back with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. As promised, on this episode, I will be going through part two, part three, and part four of the Hassan Campbell Vlad TV interview, going over my opinions on the backlash, <clears throat> which I talked about a little bit earlier in the beginning. And we'll also be going through Dead Pill reacts, but uh, do we have this in perfect order? We do. Uh, we have Hassan Campbell on going to the hospital after getting shot and not cooperating with police. We got Hassan Campbell on if he wants revenge after the shooting. And then we got Hassan Campbell on what led up to him being abused by Africa Bambada allegedly. <clears throat> And the dead pill reacts video is called TikTok nurse says modern women use children to manipulate men. How about that? Uh, Twenty five minutes, 15 seconds to go through. Already played two songs in the beginning. We're trying to do an all gas, no breaks. Hopefully this will be under an hour and 30. But without further ado, man. <clears throat> Let's get this shit started, man. Um, Hassan Campbell talking about going to the hospital after getting shot.
2: Okay, so you get shot and then what? You jump in your car, your man's car, like well,
3: what happens next? Well, I jumped in my car um, and started going straight to the hospital. All right, so you show up at the hospital
2: bleeding. Did you think it was possibly worse than what it was? Did you think, like, yo, I might die at this point, that the bullet's going to travel, something, something?
3: Absolutely, because my whole thing was I guess when the bullet stopped, it stopped, like, in my back area, like, close to, I guess, where the lungs is at, or whatever the case may be, not too far from the heart. Those are major arteries where it stopped at, but it was more or less close to the skin. So, me not knowing, but I could feel the pain. I actually thought that I was hit twice because I, I, I know it went in here, but because it traveled where it traveled, that's why I thought I was hit twice. So, um, the first thing I was thinking is like, you know, am I, you know, are my, is my lungs going to collapse? Will I be able, you know, I'm just in panic mode now, in flight mode in survival mode.
2: Okay. So you guys jump in your car and you go to the hospital, and you're still live streaming some of the stuff while it's happening. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I was actually trying to turn it off. Uh-huh. okay. You get to the hospital, and they
3: immediately operate on under- you. I guess I to the hospital. They um, they cut the they cut the clothes off, stop the bleeding, start cleaning the wound, and um, I didn't get the surgery until the next day. Oh, so you had a bullet in you for a whole day. Yeah.
2: Okay. What was the pain like during that time? Pure hell. Okay. And they finally do the operation and they pull the bullet out and you actually showed it, you know, on your YouTube video.
3: Yeah. See, a lot of people didn't understand, you know, they like how he get the bullet because the nurse came in. Well, um, let me just interject for a second. Uh,
1: For a while... A lot of people didn't believe that Hassan Campbell really got shot. A lot of people didn't believe Hassan Campbell got shot because the video cuts off. Now, it cuts off at a certain time, but then comes back on when he's in the car going to the hospital. A lot of speculations about that, whether he doctored the video, I don't know. I just thought it was weird as shit. But then people had looked up an incident that happened in Bronx River uh, in Bronx River, a shooting, and sort of connected the dots. But people still didn't believe him. So he did several uh videos live on YouTube showing, you know, the bullet wound, showed him in the, in the hospital bed, uh, showed his homeboy. So it, it's a weird scenario. It's still a very weird scenario how the video can magically turn off in the process of him getting shot. Then on top of that, um, him driving to the hospital versus the guy, who would probably be better off driving. There's just a lot of weird things about the situation.
3: Took it out. She had the bag ready, but before she could actually um do the surgery, when when she was done, that's when the police officer actually he comes, he retrieves the bullet, you know, and um they takes it away. But before he he took the bullet away actually got a chance to actually look at I was trying to I was actually trying to figure out what caliber it was but I wasn't sure right because
2: that point is evidence yes okay and some people are saying that this whole thing is fake it's all staged but there's an actual police report there's an actual bullet you're actually in the hospital um you know, I'm sure if I asked you to take your shirt off, you could show me the wound, I'm not gonna ask you to do that. But I didn't see this as as bullshit at all. I saw this as, okay, this is a
3: serious situation. Very serious. You know, very, very serious to the point to where that, you know, it became a game of, it's not real, instead of, okay, you know, what could we actually do to figure out how to, you know, heal this brother or help this brother, you know, what's the problem? Nobody wants to get down to the root of the problem. The police come in.
1: The root of the problem in this situation was you acknowledging that you got drunk early as fuck. You You were getting drunk all night the night before. You got no sleep. You made... A mission to crash out at the project building. When people saw you and were cheering you on to crash out, you you followed their orders. you crashed out. That resulted in you getting shot which ultimately results you in getting a Vlad interview.
3: So I guess I'll give credit where credit is due. shit. And do you cooperate at that point? Absolutely not. Police came in. They asked me who shot me. I said they had masks on with badges. They got pissed off. You know, they came back, asked me some questions and whatever the case may be. And I made it clear to them. I'm not I'm not testifying. Like, you know, that's not my thing.
1: I mean, too. So here's my... <clears throat> it's not my issue, but it's just a, a thought, right? So when you get shot by somebody right and the police ask you about it even if you didn't even if you don't know and you tell them yeah i don't know who did it i have no clue would that give them the right to sort of investigate you i've always wondered because you'll have the hood nigga that gets shot he's not testifying he's not writing a statement none of that he's gonna get revenge But I wonder if you tell a cop, like, yeah, I'm not going to be cooperating. Do they figure out, well, from what he told us, he must be a known street guy. He must be a street guy. So we got to keep a close eye on him.
2: I don't know. People that you probably don't know just try to kill you. You guys were involved in a crime together. I don't personally consider the snitching from from my point of view. Uh, you know, you're you're a victim at this point. You're not, you know, you guys didn't go, there's not a drug deal gone bad or something of that sort. Like, you're just literally, you know, I mean, you know, there is some fault, obviously, in your, you know, from you as well, you're sitting there wiling out and, and causing a ruckus, but... <laughs> you're not posing a threat to anybody at that point. And ultimately two guys come and they're aggressive towards you and you end up getting shot. I don't personally see a problem with cooperating. Why do you see a problem with that? Well, first and foremost,
3: I mean, I lived that life, you know, for many, many years out of my life in the past. So for me to dish it out and not be able to take it, If you can dish it out, you should be able to take it. I've dished it out plenty of times. Now I got to take it. I got to hold that. That's what warriors do.
1: All right, so that concludes uh, part two. We're now getting into part three. Um, My take from it is... There's two ways that I look at this. One, Hassan Campbell himself... Hassan Cable himself talks about how he's a civilian now. He's not in the streets. He's not active in the streets. He has a family. So he became a civilian. Now, to a degree, that makes legitimate sense. But it's pretty much about the playing field and where you're at. Right. If you're still in the same environment, you may feel that you're a civilian. But other niggas in the community don't feel you're a civilian. So it's a weird selective politicking where you can pick and choose when to be a street guy and when to be the civilian. If anybody else would have gotten shot without talking any shit, just randomly get shot and they point out who did it and they're not involved in the street activity, it's obviously not snitching. Because Hassan Campbell put himself in that environment in which he could have very well stayed home. He could have very well went live on YouTube and just vented out his frustrations. He instead went out to Bronx River and antagonized the people who would have became the shooter. Um, the thing that's weird to me is. and It's just a weird thought. Is there a connection to the dudes throwing the beer bottles out the window to the shooter. I don't know. Um, from the situation, like I said before, uh, Vlad TV decided to interview Hassan Camel. And um, which, like I said, stirred up a lot of uh, controversy with those who are detractors and not big fans of Hassan Campbell. So the people that were going to call Hassan Campbell a rat, they have more of a reason to call him a rat. Not to say that he is a rat. Not to say that he isn't a rat, but I don't know. I don't. I believe that he didn't tell much about the situation. Um, for him to continue to do what he's doing, he's going to have to be careful of his surroundings. Now... Did this situation come from Hassan Campbell being at the wrong place at the wrong time, possibly? But I believe there was some animosity within him in the area that he was in, and that resulted in him getting shot. Now we're going to move forward. Um, in which which uh, which joint is this? Um, Yeah, this is about Hassan Campbell, whether or whether or not he wants retaliation. Three minutes and 51 seconds. Let's dive in.
2: Okay. You know, the streets talk and information will start to flow around and so forth. At some point, you may or may not find out who these guys are do you feel a sense of anger a sense of revenge or do you feel like you know something i messed up i put myself in this in this fucked up position and you know that's just part of the game at this point
3: well i mean (laughs) my whole thing is like this right Eh New York is a small city. If I find out who did what they did, we'll figure it out. We'll take it from there. We'll, we'll, I'll see how I feel when I cross that road. But for right now, it's like, you know, everything happens for a reason. Me personally, I feel like I, you know, um, I kind of sort of like let my people down. I have a strong following. I let them down because I got caught up in my emotions and um, I got to show them better. Okay. Then what? Than, Very good. We, we got some
1: maturity from Poppy, Hassan Campbell, okay.
3: I showed them because it's not about me being a gangster, me being tough. It's about me going through moments that a lot of people go through. I don't care if you black or you white, pain is universal. And when you come from poverty and pain, there's a trigger for everybody. So at that moment, I was at my weakest state. It's the holiday season. Uh, My mother wasn't around anymore. I was depressed and just going back into a deep, dark place of my childhood. It triggered that. So, you know, it's it's not about me just getting revenge. It's, it's, It's just about the people understanding how somebody that's been in a similar situation as me, we can we can heal each other. Well, I'm
2: glad you're okay. Um, this is our first time actually talking, a first time, you know, actually doing an interview, but I've seen you for quite some time and you do have a following and you do have people that actually support you and not everyone's going to agree with you and that's just life. Not everyone agrees with me either. But this YouTube shit is not worth your life in its own.
1: I know Hassan Campbell is smiling deep down inside. For him to hear (coughs) Vlad TV, Vlad... DJ Vlad tell Hassan Campbell that he has a huge following. I'm telling you.
2: So not worth being crippled and and so forth. You could have gotten shot in the head. Uh, You could have lost your arm. You know, Um, you could have ended up in a wheelchair. You could have ended up uh, shit bagged. uh, You ultimately got somewhat
3: lucky in this whole situation. You have to admit that to yourself. Absolutely. But see, the, the, the whole thing to it is is it's like, OK, so now we sitting here on Vlad TV, you know, one of the best in the game. Argue, you are arguably the best in the game. And it's like now you're leading down a path of 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 questions where people could sit up there and say, OK, how can we deal with these situations in our community to ask? You know, because my whole thing is black people, we always have to go get the white hero. Because when it comes amongst ourselves, we ain't shit. Because the reality of it is so many black content creators swayed away from the original content of You know what's
1: funny about Hassan Campbell and I and I realize it more and more. <clears throat> when he was going back and forth with Tommy Sotomayor, he used to criticize he used to criticize Tommy for talking that the way talking the way that Hassan Campbell is talking today. He would criticize Tommy for saying the same thing. It's interesting.
3: Just being in a, a a broken place of where we need healing. And instead of dealing with that, it's oh, he crashed out. Okay, why did I crash out? Let's get to the root of it. He crashed out. So we though. can, you know, bring bring about awareness in the Let's acknowledge the fact though,
1: brother. You did crash out. Matter of fact, where's Wack at? Where's Whack? Shout out WAC 100. I crash out over this shit, nigga. You don't play with me like that, nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah, you crashed out, sir. You got to acknowledge that. But you, there's already a part of accountability in what you're saying. But at the same time, you know, you are in front of Vlad. So, you know, this could all be for show show. Which I get it, man. Get to the bag.
3: I feel you. Communities of the things that goes you know that, that, that have us in this state, the state of mind that we're in. Because every time you see a young black boy in the street 12 or 13 years old picking up a gun and end up in jail for 25 years out of his life, you have to ask what caused so much anger that he wanted to take somebody's life? Where's this coming from?
1: Mm. Interesting. The funny thing about it is you're the only one with that answer. And I'm not saying this to attack Hassan at all. I'm saying this to prove you are the street nigga that you say you are. You are the street nigga. You are the project baby. You came from the trenches. But as a 40-something-year-old, 46, I think, you should reach a point to where the street shit is behind you. That's something you've done. You've been incarcerated. You caught bodies. I get it. But there has to be a point where you have to be willing to walk away with that or walk away from that and be able to just show these kids if that's what you're planning on doing. If, if you're really trying to show these kids what's positive, you're going to have to be that example. You can't just talk about it. You're going to have to literally be the example that the youth follows in the hoods. Because that's that's kind of the problem. That's kind of the problem within a lot of these communities, right? Because you'll have a person that claims to be for the community, but does things to destroy the community. A nigga like me stays as far away from the community as possible while being a part of such community. Um, Because I notice a lot of hypocrisies, you know what I'm saying? And I don't think I don't think it's a route that he should go because I don't think he's capable of really being straightforward. I think it's all about, you know, getting your snot box rocked and getting your TV turned off, which is all entertainment. Don't get me wrong. But to go from one side saying that you're trying to help the kids and help the youth and then blacking out on the other end Telling people come outside with the shooters. That's what he said. That's what he kept saying. Come outside with the shooters. That's what he said. All right. But um, who knows? Now this is more like the origin, the origin story of Hassan Camel meeting Africa Bambata and the fuckery that
2: comes with that. Let's continue okay so let's talk about the root of what happened and let's start in the very beginning so you grow up in the same projects that this incident happened right right um, your background is is it Mexican no African American if that's what they okay. want to call us for, for some reason Mexican showed up in my notes right. <laughs> God. <laughs> you, you know how New York is. I mean, well, not usually Mexican, but usually a lot of dudes are mixed with Dominican or Puerto Rican and so forth. You know, and your name is, you know, your nickname is Poppy. So I, I figured there you it was go. some Spanish descent somewhere. Yeah. Okay. okay. And growing up, your
3: dad wasn't around, right? Oh, he would pop up here and there. He was a dope fiend. Jesus. Okay. And your All mom right. had troubles as well. <sighs> My mother wasn't on drugs. She was like, Dealing with a lot of sickness. Okay, and you are five brothers and sisters, six from it's six of us all together from my mother. Okay, and you know,
2: you, you described your upbringing as dysfunctional. That me explain. I mean,
3: I grew up like. <sighs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, being that my mother grew up in a dysfunctional home, where her sisters was living with a child predator, her and her sisters had to go through the same thing I went through. It was just trickled down, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's the family curse, but uh, her stepfather was a African Barbada. You know, he was the same type of person. So, you know, me growing up, I went through similar situations since I I could go back to like the age of five, going through multiple different people molesting me before Africa Bambada. So before. Okay. So how old were you when you
2: first got? So now I played something yesterday for that
1: guy who was talking all that shit about Hassan, right? You talking about he knew what he was doing. He made that decision to deal with Africa Bambara, and he illustrated that he was touched and molested before Africa Bambara. And the guy took what he said and kind of went, "Well, Hassan said he was touched as a child, so he grew up touching women. I mean, or he, he grew up touching boys or touching kids, and that's not what he said. He said that." By the time Africa Bambada molested him, he as a kid was already touching other kids. So that was what was illustrated. Not saying it's wrong or right, it's a fucking kid at the time who's molested, who essentially his brain is not developed to know what's
3: right and what's wrong. I mean, it's a pretty fucked up situation. Probably about five, four, five years old, young by by Yeah. Who? yeah. It started off with um a female that my mother had babysitting me. Okay, you five years old, man. That's a baby. Yeah, so it, I you? was I was you I don't was, even know you don't even know how to read at five years old. I was molested by multiple people. It was it was it was a stair, you know, it was just stair steps. in the Africa Bambada. he wasn't the first one. Damn. He was just oh. the oldest one and the one with the most influence. Over the, the the community, he was a pillar. Okay, so leading up to Bambara,
2: was it? You mentioned it was a female. Was it females and males, or just females before that?
3: Females and one male. Okay. But see, the, the thing about it is, with 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 the with the male that I went through the experience with, he was still a child himself. Okay. How old was he? About, um. Maybe four or five years older than me. And you were how old? Uh about
2: six. Okay. All right. So so you're going through all this and then you meet Africa Bambada,
3: who's the founder of the Zulu Nation, around age thirteen? Twelve. Twelve. Actually, I didn't meet him at, at at twelve years old. I knew the man my whole life okay, what, you would come by and, yeah, we we grew up in the same neighborhood. Uh So I would see him every single day of my life. So Planet Rock came out in 1982. And that was his
2: biggest song. And that became, you know, kind of a staple in hip hop. I mean, it's gotten sampled hundreds of times and so forth. So by 89, he was already a hip hop superstar. He had already toured around the world and so forth. I would assume
3: he wouldn't be living in the same place he grew up in. That's where you would assume wrong, because you have to understand something. He's never left the hood, ever. He may have had, a like, for example, he had a house in Connecticut, but he's always kept himself, like, around the village where he was able to deal with all the children. Like, literally, you got the community center right there in the middle of Bronx River, and then you have the building that he was from, whether it was 7-5, um, I mean 9-5, or 16 or 9 because it was the both of them. And then, you know, back when I was going to high school, and, you know, Harry, Harry S. Truman, he also had an apartment over in Mark Terrace. So he 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 kept himself close where he was able to have kids come to his house. Shit. Damn. He's never left the hood. Damn.
2: Okay. And the, the Zulu Nation, I mean, that was a very powerful entity in hip hop. Um, you know, apart from Africa Bambata, of course, I mean, Fat Joe, I think the Zulu Nation. Um, what? Queen Latifah. Queen, Queen Latifah. I mean, Run DMC.
1: For real? Yo, that's crazy. I had no
2: idea. Oh, wow. Everybody. Um, wow. Enemy. Wow. wow. Uh, I mean, I, I remember. Night of the Living Bassheads. When Chuck D was like, here it is, bam. And then there's Africa Bambada in the music video. Yeah. Oh, you know? shit. And uh, I mean, me being a hip hop fan, I mean, I bought Planet Rock on 12 inch. Uh, Yo, that's crazy. No clue. But, you know, I, I remember the importance of Africa Bambada. I've even interviewed him a couple of times. And, and I, I remember, I think it was our second interview. When, you know, I was doing a lot of interviews with Lord Jamar at the time. He was talking about how, you know, from his point of view, homosexuality has no place in hip hop and so forth. And I I brought that up to Bambaataa. This was before the accusations. And he had a very sort of uncomfortable answer. He kind of dodged the question.
3: I saw that. Yeah, that's you what he, that, right? yeah. Yeah, that's what he said that little crazy nonsense out of his mouth. And I just laughed to myself like cause I, I knew I knew I knew what he meant. I knew what I knew what his mind was at. Yeah. He mm-hmm. just, you, for some reason, Ben will he will never come out of the closet because, you know, first of all, he's he's part of he's he's part of, part of the Moorish owned um, community.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, so he, he I don't see him ever coming out the closet admitting to who he is. Well, see that
1: and I'm gonna talk about this a little bit later. Um, sort of this degeneration, it's like a degeneration of hip hop today. Where you we find out all these allegations about P. Diddy. And some people go, Whoa, this is out of control, right? Like freak-offs, you know, diddy freak-offs, F.O.'s, whatever you want to call them. Party parties, whatever you want to call them, right? We go... Yo, man, that's crazy. There's no room for that hip-hop. Africa Bambada's allegations is even deeper because that's at the root, almost, of where hip-hop started. You see what I'm saying? So... Hip-hop kind of been brought up in a, in a, if, if everything is proven to be true, right? Then that would tell you that, you know, hip-hop's beginnings was very much so homosexual and in a lot of ways driven on pedophilia, which would kind of go even deeper into what women would consider toxic masculinity or a level of hyper-masculinity Um, hypersexuality from men the hypersexuality from women is of an abundance where you'll see women twerking women talking about sucking dick and all this other shit but if you heard sexually aggressive music about men drugging women and having their way with women it's an alarming situation it's a weird odd double standard not that i care because i don't think men should be quote unquote toxic in that way and saying that bitches deserve to get baped and all this other shit. But what I'm saying is there should be some um discord on the opposite end as well. Because we're women like even even in terms of rape itself, um a man talking about being raped, you know, let's be honest, for a woman's point of view, she's gonna laugh at that. Even if her or a friend that she knows has gotten raped, for a man, is different. In the terms of reaction, oh, Well, you got all type of people out there with all type of things, whether they be gay, straight, or whatever's out there, and they do they different style or whatever they doing on the planet. So you don't know what styles of hip hop or what people are doing. Whatever they do behind a closed door, that's to each and all of them. So I couldn't say... What that is, that's, that's the saying like, that ain't got no? Yeah, that sounds guilty. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest here. that sounds a little suspect. Christianity, Islam or or Judaism ain't got nothing to do with whatever politician or whatever's happening out there. So we cannot say who's what and who's what. Okay, I
2: mean, right. as, the, as one of the founders of hip hop, do you see like an outwardly gay rapper coming out and being accepted by the hip hop community? I couldn't even say. You had to look online to all that to see who's a gay rapper, who said that they a gay rapper and out
1: there rapping whatever they rapping to.
2: Wow. Right. Like I said, at the time, there was no accusation. So this was just a random question to a hip hop guy that I was interviewing. Like, there was no, I didn't have any, you know, background info or anything else like that. But I do remember his answer was a little bit odd, you know? Wow. All
1: right, so we're about to get into um, Dead Pill Reacts. But I wanted to say something uh, briefly. Well, this might come into like a monologue. This might turn into a monologue. This might turn into a mini-subject. But when you got an allegation on the level of Africa Bimbada If Diddy were to have the same allegations that a Africa Bada had or still has, depending on who you ask, Diddy would be put away somewhere. I'm going to say that again. If the situation that Diddy was in, instead of Cassie, it was some young boys growing up it was from teen boys growing up saying that you know this guy did this and that yeah this guy wouldn't even be talked about and it's a wild accusation but you gotta ask yourself why I mean there's people that will clown Hassan Campbell but there's not many people that will challenge him on what he's saying because a lot of those people that do, they're not from that area, so they don't necessarily know what went on behind closed doors back in those days. So, I mean, for Hassan Campbell, it's good for him. I mean, the Vlad interview seems pretty good so far. Um, I haven't, I've seen a couple of inter- I've only seen about two interviews maybe with Hassan Camel and that was like Queen's Flip. He did two interviews with Queen's Flip, which were pretty decent. And he did something with uh who else was it? Somebody else he did an interview with. For some reason, I can't think. Oh, Um Academics. Which, by the way, two completely different platforms. Um I think depending on you know, if he's willing to go out there now, I think he has he pretty much has the door open for him. If you get an interview with Vlad, you got the door open for you at that point. Cause Vlad is such a big platform that other that other similar channels would want to oh man, you you got Hassan Campbell. Now I want Hassan Campbell. You see what I mean? Like, oh Vlad had Hassan Campbell. Now, I want, I want Hassan Campbell next because they want to follow Vlad, right? Um, this is how media works. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Hassan Campbell has just figured out media, meaning, depending on who he deals with, he's made an ally with Vlad. If you make an ally with Vlad, you, you're, you'll be set. And it's not because Vlad's Jewish or anything like that. It's just because... With Vlad, he's more so about business anyway. People say everything, all types of fucked up shit about him, but he's not never he's not he's rarely in other people's mouths in terms of what negative things he's doing. Everything that's about him is hearsay. Right? So even Hassan Campbell at one time said some things about Vlad, but now look where he's at now. He's on Vlad with you know millions of views so you know there's a happy ending for some people you know i mean all the nigga gotta really do is keep his head on the swivel but if he crashes out best and believe it will be added on the podcast but salute to hassan campbell we're gonna move on now to the fuckery all right i think i think we're gonna be able to end this earlier than what i thought which is fine by me i guess um I kind of overestimated the videos that I went through today because I went through all of them in timely fashion. But now we got TikTok Nurse. Let me read this fucking long, retarded title again. TikTok Nurse says, Modern women use children to manipulate men. All right. Without further ado, let's continue. Shout out to Dead Pill Reacts. And let's get it.
0: Hey yo, like, subscribe, let's go.
4: Women are a two-sided burning candle. So no matter what side the man holds on to, he's doomed to get burned anyways. It's one thing for the system to allow modern women to sell their bodies. It's one thing for this system to allow modern women to be so abusive and manipulative. Now, the system is backing them up after they've, they've let hundreds of men, right? You, hundreds of men enter their bodies.
1: Yikes. Go ahead.
4: So, when they end up pregnant, they use that child as a bargaining chip. Go ahead. They use that child as a manipulated tool. Go ahead. To get these men to do what they want them to
1: do. Go ahead. Yep. Yep.
4: And this whole system now uh-huh. is backing them up. This mm. whole system. It doesn't matter that the woman went and cheated on her spouse or the woman went and cheated on her boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't care. Bottom line. The woman will go and cheat. Ask for a divorce but the system will have it so that the men ends up being the victim of the whole thing. Damn, son. It doesn't matter that she was cut red-handed, right? The system will have it that the man is the one who pays for her disrespectful, disrespectfulness. In addition to that, You put a child in the middle of this whole mess to be traumatized, to be victimized.
1: Damn, go ahead.
4: Meanwhile, you're saying these kids are our future. Go ahead. When you start causing them so much emotional trauma, in the next 20, 30 years, do you see the amount of therapy these kids will need? Damn. When you allow a woman to use the system to manipulate these men, even though they are being disrespectful, even though they're being so entitled to go as far as breaking up relationships, breaking up marriages. And now you want men to pay for their mistake. You want men to pay for their unfaithfulness. It doesn't matter that a woman was disloyal. You will, you will have the men, you know, condemn the men because this one woman, we're not talking about a child here. We're talking about an adult who sold her body, who didn't care about her marriage, who didn't care about respecting anybody. Mm, go ahead. You're giving her more power.
1: Modern women in this westernized society do not like you. They do not respect you. They only tolerate you for two reasons, to get your seed and to get the bag.
4: You (laughs) modern women are starting to wear your 304 badges too proudly at this point. You loose wall women are starting to wear your 304 badges too proudly. Yo. When we take the time to tell you to stop sleeping around with hundreds of men, we are doing that to help you. This is not a competition. It's not about if men do it, oh, what do you call them? What about all the men that have done it? As a woman, your value depends on the amount of men you let enter your body. Your body is not a church. People are not supposed to be in and out of there, like it's nothing. Have some decency, have some self-respect. The more you let men enter your body, the more you slip around with men, the higher your body counts, the lower your value as a woman. You're the same person who's going to sit around thinking I'm wifey material. You are delusional enough to think that you're competing with a man. You cannot compete with a man. Men are men. Women are women. You have a hole down there. Damn. Go ahead. The more you let men enter that hole, the looser it will get, the lower your value as a woman. Get that in your head. It's not a competition. And if it was, you would be losing because you would have no
0: value.
4: As a woman, you would need a man to make you a wife, to make you a mother. No man will sit there for it. You're creating passport boys, you're creating all types of men right now. go down. <laughs> Stop wearing that badge so proudly. There's nothing funny, there's nothing Respectful About you being so loose
1: Yikes Go ahead
4: Take accountability, look around you Go ahead All this is being done so you can have some conscience and say What is wrong? Why all, Why is all this going on? Why is all this being talked about? It's so you could look And bring a change Stop slipping around with every man you find
3: Women today want
1: to (laughs) act like men. We also have social media backing them up along with the bees and sexy reds and men. We got a little something to talk about dealing with social media too, but uh, stay tuned. Stallion, the floodgates are open.
4: We live in a world where society has managed to brainwash women into thinking that they can now become men. Since they can have a higher income, provide for themselves, pay their own bills, buy their own flowers. They've become delusional enough to think that they can become men, or that they are men. To the point that they show no respect to men whatsoever. Yikes.
1: They're out there being promiscuous. Anything for the mola Anything for the mullah. Stop! Yeah, I'm grabbing that. Nope. Yeah, I'm grabbing that. Anything for the (laughs) mullah. She do it for the bag. She do it for the bag. Hold up, TikTok nurse. Where's this bitch at? All right, here we go. She do it for the bag. Yeah, where we at with that? Uh, six thirty four. She do it for the bag. Yeah, that's sick. Anything for the mula. sick. Yo, that's yo. Trifling, basura. Nasty, treacherous, terrible. All right, hold up. We about to we about to grab this six thirty-four. Oh man. Not not bad this time. 6.30. 6.40. Hold up. are so
4: busy trying to match a man's masculinity.
1: Anything for the moolah? <laughs> Anything for the moolah? I got to get that burnt. Anything for the moolah? Coonin. Coon shit. Fucking... Hold up. Cooning. Hold on. Yeah, we gotta grab this, man. Anything for the moolah? <laughs> Anything for the moolah? That's it. We got it.
4: Anything for the moolah? Giant freak-offs. Anything for the moolah? Giant freak-offs. Giant freak-offs. Giant freak-offs. <laughs> Anything for
1: the Mula. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Anything for the Mula. Stick
3: it right
1: in his butt. Whoa! (laughs) Giant freak offs. Sick. Yo, Basura. So busy. Basura.
4: Trying to match a man's masculinity. How That they are unable to stay in their femininity. Anything for the Mula. Anything for the (laughs) Mula. Anything for the woman. Femininity
1: is frowned upon (laughs) nowadays. A woman who is pleasant and cooperative is known as a pick me and they will be shamed for it.
4: Women are a two-sided burning candle. So no matter which side
1: the man holds on to, he's doomed to get burned anyways. That's why men let go. Men have been letting go for a lot of years now. Um, the great escape for a lot of these men would be sort of via passport going on abroad right leaving the country other guys have just silently walked away said hey we not we not dealing with these bitches let these bitches say whatever they want to say let them believe whatever they want to believe she is right but that doesn't benefit her. It actually benefits a man more when he's not in a relationship, especially when he's 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 focusing on other things outside of women, focusing on his career, his job, etc., his passions, his hobbies. And I think women are finally realizing that while they're alone and they can't stand it.
4: You heard what I said? Women are a two-sided burning candle. So you as the men, no matter which side you're holding on to, you are doomed to get burned anyways. You're doomed if you will, you're doomed if you want. It's women for you.
3: Want me to do more videos like this? Leave a comment in the description. Like, subscribe,
1: share. Peace. All right, so there's that. Oh, I mean, toxic is toxic regardless of how you look at it, (coughs) regardless of how you want to paint it, how you want to doll it up, how much makeup you want to put on it, what shoes does toxic wear. Toxic remains toxic at all times. You understand? I want to talk about the digital dungeon of social media that's right the digital dungeons of social media these uh th- these digital dungeons i mean look <coughs> only fans would be like the only exception of the rule Because it's a digital dungeon that men openly sign up for. They know there's no escape. There's nothing fulfilling about OnlyFans at all. Nothing. Oh, well, yeah, this woman has nudes. Like, yeah, pornography has nudes. Pornography is free nowadays. But, yet you're still giving bitches bread for what? The digital dungeons of social media. You know what a di- we when I think a digital dungeon, I think of Reddit for some weird reason. Although that's not technically social media. Or is it? Is Reddit considered social media? I don't think so. But I think of Reddit because R slash nice guys, R slash red pill, R slash all these, all these places where people had amazing posts, some terrible posts, then it became R slash incel, R slash black pill, R slash nihilism. It became a whole lot of fuckery. But for a brief moment in time, Reddit was almost manageable. Like hey, Reddit isn't that bad. There's some funny things on here and there's some useful things on here. You as the person would have to decipher. It wouldn't be a sign that goes, this is where the trustworthy people are at and these are the people you shouldn't trust. Unfortunately, life isn't easy like that. If life was easy, we would all be in better situations than what we are. Some of us learn from the situations we've been through and have a better perspective going forward. Others fuck up, make terrible mistakes. They'll continue to make terrible mistakes because they don't have, like, the awareness of them doing it. And the digital dungeons of social media is like that, where a woman can talk about her her problems night and day on social media and wonder why guys don't want to deal with her. <laughs> You know, she's a walking, talking, breathing Contradiction and red flag She is a hypocrite She isn't disingenuous She is vindictive (coughs) And she's just waiting Like the predatory female that she is She's like waiting in the dark You know what I mean? She's like She's like in the bushes, right? She's like peeping around the corner She's like Weird shit, right? Like She's waiting for another victim. And like most predators, most apex predators, uh they choose their victims wisely, right? Um these women look for the weak-minded men because the weak-minded men are easily taken advantage of. Um the weak-minded man isn't as Masculine or isn't as dominant as other men, so therefore she feels that she can run game on, and a lot of times they do. Yep, run run, runs circles around the man, right? Um, in this situation, I think. These women being taught to sort of manipulate or not even be taught. I think it's in a lot of women. It's in a lot of women's nature. I think when a woman reaches a level where she is at her apex of attraction, she has tactics and ways to see if a man is interested in her or not without her having to open her mouth. You see what I'm saying? I think for women, like I said before, appearance is the burden of a woman. The burden of a female is her appearance, how she presents herself, how she carries herself, um, how she communicates. Is she soft-spoken? Is is she rough around the edges? Is she considerate? There's, there's a lot of different questions to be put into the mix. Um, so because of that, It would almost be expected for the men to either back away because you'll have these men being taught to be more feminine. And yet you have these women who are taught to be masculine and told that they can be better than men. The young boys that are being raised by some of these women who are unfortunate enough to become single mothers, they're not raising their children With the balance and they're not raising their children with the understanding and sort of the way of knowing what's right, knowing what's wrong, um, learning life's lessons and getting sort of a masculine um, hands on and a feminine hands on experience, which is parenting. I haven't seen too many people, but I know a couple um, personally that were raised by their fathers. Um, And I'll tell you, it's a double-edged sword. It's a catch-22, and here's why, right? Um, The catch-22 is the... The guy who's raised by the father, he's like rough around the edges, but for for good reason, right? Um, His mother mother had, you know, uh, situations here and there. I'm not gonna get into it specifically, even though I'm not gonna mention the person's name. But the person's mother had problems Uh, With the father and cause this sort of, you know, divide in the family in which the son took the side of the father and kind of just left the mom, right? His interaction with women are actually better, in my opinion, because of his father being present. Now, in another situation... You'll have a woman, a girl, raised by a father. All right, she's gonna she's gonna understand the game because of the father. So she's not gonna be as easy to manipulate. She's not gonna be as easy to uh, have any sort of. She's it's not gonna be easy to have any pull of game towards her, right? Because the father was around. So the father may tell her when she gets older there's gonna be a lot of guys after you, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So there is that balance. Now the problem is because this man never had. A mother, he never was taught in the ways of communicating with women. And you know, I, I've seen it where when he communicates with women, the women are kind of looking at him like, what the? Because he's he's very what you would consider like masculine. Some guys will say alpha, right? Um But in reality, and this is from what I can remember, he was really soft-spoken to an extent. But him not having a mother kinda affected his communication skills with a lot of women. It's a weird dynamic. But when you have nothing but social media as outlets, you have this weird, spooky atmosphere where it, it really is just like a circus. You know what I mean? Social media is like the insane asylum. It's just nothing but um, madness. Nothing but madness. And it's like each each dungeon, right? In a representation of like social media, each platform represents like a different level. It's like Instagram. Instagram is more like hands on, right? Where you see the people, you see the pictures. You know about a person's experience through a photo and it's like people are just lost and following others. On a social media level, following others, right? How many follows do you have? How many reposts do you have, right? It's that, it's a weird, it's a weird thought that even when I was growing up, I was in high school, Um, social media when I was in high school had to be like I don't know I guess what MySpace when I was graduating high school that's when I think Facebook came out so it was a weird it was a weird thing to see people go from talking about um MySpace and talking about shit like that to talking about Mark Zuckerberg and talking about Facebook and how this shit was going to be the next best thing. And if you ask me, it's all shit. It's all shit if you ask me. It's all BS. It's just another it's another network it's another access to propaganda so it's like it's like Facebook Facebook is kind of like obviously more personal than Instagram but Instagram is like a, a step up it's like a higher dungeon right it's like a it's a dungeon with air conditioning right it's a dungeon with heating when it's cold and air conditioning when it's hot but it's still a dungeon nevertheless. And the only thing you get access to is people's experiences. And for people who are experiencing life themselves and don't have to post everything on social media, if some of your happier moments you don't express with people, you understand where I'm getting at, right? It's all about the showcase of gratification. It's the showcase of gratification, social media, if you can look at it in one way. So, The Reddits are like the bottom, right? Where like Reddit is essentially like. Reddit is like essentially. The Gulag, right? Like the Reddit is like the Gulag. One way in, one way out. Madness, chicanery, utter violence, destruction, chaos, mass confusion, you know, um uh, another area where propaganda could thrive, Reddit, not going to lie, might be a sketchy place nowadays. At one time, it was still pretty sketchy, I'm not going to lie. It was just a little bit more tolerable. You can you could deal with it for the time being. Um level 2 would have to be Facebook because although Facebook isn't bad, Facebook is very personal. So if you put things like your government name, if you put on your location on your phone and if you're a street nigga and you get caught up in some bullshit, your phone will snitch on you. That's the crazy thing. You allow your phone to know your location. So you allow your phone to put you at the scene of a crime. Think better, do better. All right. Um, Level 3 would be Instagram cuz Instagram's kind of like like Instagram is very like, you know, IG is very like trendy, right? So it's about trending. It's literally trendy, right? It's about trending topics, what's number 1, what are people, you know, talking about the most, what is the biggest hashtags, things like that. Um there is no higher level within social media um in terms of like information I guess you can say X X is like X is level four. So yeah. X would be like another dungeon, but it's a more sophisticated, well organized dungeon. And it's a dungeon where in a lot of cases the playing field is even. So you'll have a lot of left wing morons talking retarded. You'll have a lot of uh right wing niggas that are out of pocket talking crazy, talking spicy. You got a whole bunch of fuckery going on. Right? You got a whole lot of madness going on, but it's a little more sophisticated. But the many dungeons of social media, it's like you come in. You got your avatar. It's like it's like it's like real digital dungeons, right? It's like old school RPG you create your character you design what your character wears right you go through like your XP points like okay my attractions up all right bet Um, my HP is up all right cool Um, you know my social presence is up cool it's like you go through the stats it's like Sometimes you upgrade, sometimes you downgrade, sometimes you have to lose a score point. It's like, you fuck the fat bitch, like, yeah, your honor, your honor points go down big time. Fucking fat bitches, honor point, down the drain. You know, that's the rules of the game. It's like, every dungeon you go into, it just gets more, like, grimier. Like, yeah, you go on, like, Instagram, you say, it's not bad, but then if you see the bitches on Instagram, then you'll know what I'm talking about. It's it's a hellhole. It really is. But yeah, you know, the digital the digital dungeons are the digital dungeon itself within all social media platforms. It could be actually a representation of the metaphysical, then an actual experience or therefore an actual social media experience. Because like what celebrity goes on Facebook, right? Think about it. There's celebrities on Instagram, so-called celebrities, Instagram models, but most of the the actors, the entertainers and shit, they're on X, right? They're on Twitter, you know what I mean? So, like I said, that's like the highest level of a cesspool that you can get within cesspools, but I guess that's what people like, you know what I mean? Um, The digital dungeons of social media definitely gets critical. I mean, the peasant level... I mean, at the bottom, like really low level, like not even mentioned would be OnlyFans because you got guys who are simps. You got guys who are future cucks and manginas worshipping pathetic twats and they are worshipping to a point. We went through it in the last episode. Did I share that episode? No, I didn't. I still have to share that episode before I share this episode. But it is what it is. Um... And I, I'm going to incorporate it too. So that way, this thing will still be two hours. It will be a weird episode, but it will be. Nah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it separate now that I think about it. Because I did the intro and I did the introduction already. So just to keep things where it should be, we'll keep it there. Um, But each, each place, outside of like celebrities and entertainers, like each people, like, dwell within these fucking dungeons, right, and each dungeon has, like, a different set of characters and a different set of attributes, right, you'll have a video game where you'll have two saved games, right, and this is mostly for people who play RPGs, like, okay, like, one guy you have is an archer, so the next person you want is a warlock, right, so it's the same game, but you're playing two different characters with two different skill sets, um, you know, Shit like that, two different sets of weapons, things like that, right? So with that thought and in social media, it's kind of like the same concept. Oh, you got your character? Well, what's its name? You know, most people don't put their fucking, you know, government name unless they work for feds. Only people that I know that put their name, their full names on like Facebook are like people who could be feds, federal agents, could be glowies. I'm just saying. But, um, yeah, it gets gruesome out here. It gets treacherous. You know what I mean? I need some more water. <clears throat> I told you I have this uh, little cold thing. I don't know what the fuck I would call it. Uh, I woke up this morning. My throat was sore. Pretty much fell back from um, doing any episodes right away because I kind of like the the idea of waiting until it's like the afternoon, especially if I wake up early. Like, like let's say I wake up tomorrow and it's like I don't know nine o'clock. I'll be like, cool, bed. I'll chill out, play video games for like two hours. Finally, gather you know videos that I want to go through for the episode record the episode, but then I've kind of gotten used to recording two episodes back-to-back. I'm not doing that tonight, by the way. Um, Because I figured I already did a separate episode about the guy, The Simp, who uh, donated $60,000 to a OnlyFans girl. Um, So it's it's an easier... Even when I have to go to work, right? So, like, Monday comes up you know i'll end up recording at 11:45 or really like 11:30 i'll record a 2 hour episode that way i know when i'm done i'm just going to drive to work or a lot of times i'll be driving to work while finishing the episode it is what it is but anyway for a saturday night episode This is all I got to say. So in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Uh, I got a couple of things planned tomorrow. I'm going to see how that goes. Uh, My plan if, if I can get to it, will be to do two episodes. Two episodes at once. Share one in a couple of hours. Share the other one later on. And pretty much call it a day. Enjoy my Sunday. Saturday night, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I had to go back into the game archive. And, um, See what games I got. I was going to play um, Red Dead Redemption 2 over again. I might do that. I might play Dead Redemption 2 over again. I'll play that for like... I'll see how far I can get in three hours. Just by like trying to skip as much as I can. With the story. Which by the way, the story is great. But because everything is so cinematic... The replay value is kind of low, so I understand why Rockstar. And by the way, hold up, I'll talk about this briefly. Yeah, we'll make this a full episode. Matter of fact, I'm glad I I, I um I brought this up. Let me see something real quick. I wanna see it and I wanna give you guys my thought. A lot of people were bringing it up. Um, there was some controversy about this but we're looking up the GTA 6 trailer. I want to see if I can get the official trailer, not no BS. Rockstar Games 135 million views. All right, let me see. 5 days ago. You see? Ya. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this game up is for several reasons, but of course, it's Grand Theft Auto 6. I've talked about Grand Theft Auto 5 a lot. I want to see what the fuss is all about with this. So I want to check out the trailer. It's only a minute and 30 seconds. So, you know, why not? Do you know why you're here? Bad luck, I guess. Let me do something real quick. So I don't have to deal with any possible issues. I'll slow it down. I mean, I'm not gonna really lie. It looks fucking crazy. I'm not it looks pretty crazy. Um graphic-wise, it's going back to Vice City, which is something they should have done a while back. Um Like, the detail and, like, the women and the parties and the alligators and the pool person. And there's a bitch twerking on top of a moving car. Like, this shit's crazy. They got police footage. Like, like, yo, I mean... I don't know, man. They got, I guess, social media presence. So I think, like, in the game... I think in the game, if I'm I'm making a prediction, in the game, it's going to be a lot of, like, social media presence. So instead of, like, a texting app or when you have to call somebody, it will probably be, like, one of these, like, social media clone apps that you have to use on the phone. Because that's what it's showing a lot of. Um, They're showing a lot of, like, police footage and, like, news articles. And I don't know. It looks cool it looks pretty cool, got a lot of motorcycles, dirt bike gangs, got a lot of black folks in there because it's supposed to be Miami and in that area. There's a couple, I mean, which I have to be personally honest with you, the whole male and female thing in video games, I'm kind of getting tired of it. I get it. Y'all want to be like super woke and all that and I'm cool, but um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I think it can, it can go either way, uh, I think it's because it's GTA, people are going to buy into it, which I understand, uh, if I have a new console by that time, I'll pretty much buy the game myself. Um, graphic wise, I mean, stunning, like that shit looks crazy. And I'm just very excited to see what they were able to do with Vice City. You know, we've seen San Andreas remastered. Um, There's rumors about um, Grand F Auto 4 being remastered. Of course, Grand F Auto 5 is remastered and I don't know if it's a new, I don't know, what do they call that? Um, If it's a new era of GTA, because you have the universe era, which the universe era is actually, um, the universe era is GTA 5, GTA 4, and I think this new game is going to be a part of that universe moon. And then the 3D, the 3D mode, the 3D era was just GTA 3, GTA San Andreas, and GTA Vice City. So if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm very skeptical, but also in an odd way excited about the game because it, it looks visually good. If it's anything like GTA 5, they're going to have a problem. And if it is anything like GTA 5 or it's just like, all right, we just rushed together a campaign so people would, you know, like it, but we mostly made it for online. That's when the game is going to shit itself. Sure a lot of you people have seen the reviews for Modern Warfare 3. It's horrendous. People dislike the game. I predicted it, uh, I think, seven days before the game came out that it was just going to have bad quality left and right. Um, It's a game that's supposed to be sort of this open world type of experience. And from what I've heard, it just wasn't good. Now, because I had the second, I had bought the the second game, uh, Modern Warfare 2. I forgot what version I bought but I bought some version that allowed me access to play Modern Warfare 3 for like two days. I played it for like 10 minutes and then just quit. I just didn't feel like playing it. Cause it was all, it was online. It it was, um, it was Xbox live content anyway, And it was a couple of maps that was already used in a previous game. So there you go. Grand F Auto 6 though, doesn't look bad. We'll see what it's officially about when the time comes for its release. But anyway, officially, this is all I got to say this Saturday night. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah, another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Um, shout out to Pill Reacts. Who else do I need to shout out before I uh, officially wrap this episode up? Um, oh, yeah. Shout out to Vlad TV. Shout out to Hassan Campbell. Shout out to Pill Reacts. And with that being said, I'm out. Peace.